Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 272. Today is Monday, July 24th, 2023. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I did. You guys know how much I love steak. I talk about it enough that I think people are starting to get the clue. Um, And my wife and I made amazing steak last night and i just kept everybody i was like mm, mm, oh this is so good mm, mm. do a little grilled mushrooms do a little corn it was so good you guys like i always say you know that people say there's five love, love languages i say there's a sixth one and that's food um and i absolutely love gathering around people sharing a meal together um and there's just been a lot of great things that have come being surrounded by food and and conversing and, and fellowshipping. So I love it. God bless steak. I'm sorry for all the vegetarians and vegans out there, but as for me in my house, we will eat steak. If you guys are listening on Spotify, I almost disrupted my flow. Um, if you guys are listening on Spotify and you're not following the Elijah Fire podcast yet, give us a follow. That'll really help us out. If you're listening on the Spotify app, Rate us, give us an honest review on there. Wherever you guys are listening to this podcast, give us an honest review. Um, that'll really help us out. Um, okay, I think that's it. I'm really excited about these guests. I was telling backstage back in the day uh, when Elijah Streams had a studio show, uh, this amazing couple actually came in and uh, left a really strong impression and i'm just really excited to have them on elijah fire this is going to be really great so for those of you who don't know who they are they're revivalists uh they're missionaries abroad but currently here in the u.s doing amazing things they're not from the u.s by the way but we'll get into that on the actual show uh and you'll be able to tell right away where they're from if you don't know um they also host a weekly show on the it's supernatural network called pour it out with Ben and Jody Hughes, let's give it up for my guest today, founders of Poured Out Ministries, Ben and Jody Hughes. Hello. Hello. G'day. G'day. See you guys. Feel, there you go. There's I feel the right show. at home with that 80s intro. Uh-huh. That's my childhood right there, there playing. We go. Playing video games or spacey space invaders at the yeah. local arcade with that uh-huh. kind of that kind of graphic. Yep. That's awesome. That's the vibe, man. That's the vibe we were going for. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot of us are gamers, old school gamers around here. So, yeah, we got to represent, you know. So, um, so obviously, you guys said g'day, which means you are, you know, Norwegian. from Australia. <laughs> yes, that's that's My what that means. Aussies. Yes. So, um, before we get kind of jump into the main topic of today, which is um, a really important conversation about the Great Commission. But I saw in your bio, you guys were part of something in Australia called the Pineapple Revival in like 2017 or around then. Tell people what that is. I thought it was a really interesting name, uh, but tell people what that is <laughs> or was. Yeah. Or whatever. So in uh, in our church in Australia, so Jody, we pastored a church called Pour It Out Church, and uh, you know, in 2016, the very short story is we had revival breakout, and that was after the Lord very strongly led us to specifically build a house to host His presence, to host revival, and contend uh, just for the outbreak of of His Spirit in our city. And uh, so January 16, uh, 
uh, January 2016, revival broke out and it was an incredible, powerful move that touched uh, literally tens of thousands of people from all around the world. Um, But it became known as the Pineapple Revival because eight weeks in, we had to move to a location uh, which was called the Big Pineapple, uh, like a tourist attraction in Australia that had a 50-foot fiberglass pineapple out the front well known across the country and everybody just started referring to it as the as the pineapple revival wow what a landmark though you know that was like right outside the revival where you guys were holding the revival literally out the front yeah it had it was like if you've ever been to the dole plantation in in hawaii there happens to be a very similar place there but like it's a pineapple farm that was made a tourist attraction and so we there was a huge big meeting place Uh um inside the 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 whole place is called the big pineapple but it actually has a big pineapple there and so that's where the revival just went on night after night for months and months and months and and made for marketing i mean it was a marketing breeze really because everyone knew where it was you just had to say revival's uh-huh. broken out at the pineapple and that's amazing yeah, henceforth it has always been now known as the pineapple revival so yeah. that is why it literally had a pineapple wow. god knew what he was doing you know god he's like no funny that right yeah landmarks are important you know so uh but how did you guys end up getting to the u.s i'm sure you guys have shared this story many times but people listening are going to be curious because obviously that was circa 2016, 2017, the Pineapple Revival in Australia, but now you're here in the US. Yeah, so in the middle of that revival, which went for 18 months, God started to, well, it it was in the middle of it, it was ongoing, and God actually started to speak to us that he was moving us to America. And um, and three of our friends who came and ministered actually prophesied over us. So we're in the midst of hosting this powerful, glorious move of God, you know, people coming every single night, many, many people being healed, encountering Jesus, having face-to-face encounters in Australia. And then God started to speak and he said to us, I'm moving you to Australia and I'm calling you to come and put your shoulder to the plow for revival in America. Mm. And uh, and so when he started to speak like that, it was very quick. It was very sudden. And then he said to us, and it's now or never. Wow. So this is this is towards the uh, like the, the mid to end of 2017. And so we very quickly had to get rid of everything that we had. And, you know, Australia is not just like moving from one state to another. Obviously, it's the other side of the planet. Yes. So we got rid of everything and God yeah. sent us to America as missionaries. He sent us here. Wow as revivalists to come and to come and contend for revival in America and to lend our strength with so many amazing faithful men and women of God right across this nation. And mm-hmm. so we've been here now five and a half years and, uh, you know, we've traveled right across this country. Uh, we've been in 41 States and, uh, you know, we've from literally coast to coast all through the middle. Wow. And, and we've just seen God do amazing things in America, you know, as we've preached the gospel and open fields and tents and beaches and inner cities and at, at dozens of hundreds of churches and, you know, and just seeing God move in, in such amazing, incredible ways here in America. Mm. So yeah. what would you guys say is your, your focus then? Is it just fulfilling the great commission or is there specific areas that God has really highlighted to you uh, in terms of being missionaries here in the U S what are your guys' focuses? I think it's real simple, Jeff. We've got a mandate for revival and a mandate for harvest and obviously wrapped up in revival. We're talking about Jesus, Mm -hmm. uh, but we want Jesus made real to the church. First of all, 
that the church can be fully encountering his presence, his fire, feeling alive, having authentic encounters with God, and at the same time then letting that uh, spill out of us into the streets and the fields and the the supermarkets and the business places and our universities and just seeing uh, essentially America have another um, wave of revival break out across this nation and uh, we really believe, along with many of us right now, that America's on the cusp of oh, yeah. another awakening. And in fact, it's already begun. It mm-hmm. has begun. It's just that we need more, right? And mm-hmm. so that's really our that's our heart. That's our passion. That's our mandate. That's what we're seeing. And that's what we're giving our life to. And that's truly what drives us in this season because, man, America's, America is poised for the greatest movie it really is. she's ever seen. It really is. And has has God given you guys any indication specifically about the revival in America? Has he given you any, any uh, kind of knowledge in terms of global impact of that? I'm curious. Yeah, I think, I think we have much we could say on that, but but some of the, some of the main things, look, America carries a mandate for influence in the nations. There's Mm -hmm. no doubt about it. And I'm saying that as an Australian voice and uh, Mm -hmm. America carries a pioneering cutting edge uh, influence and whatever America does, people stand up and take notice. And mm-hmm. America has already had two great awakenings. It's time for a third great awakening yeah. because where America goes, the world follows. Yeah. And it's the moment in time, I believe, right now. And you'll you'll get us stirred talking about this. I love it. It's time <laughs> for America to have another awakening because yes. uh, when America has an awakening, the nations will uh, follow along. Mm. They're going to catch it. Now, it's not that other things aren't going on in other nations because they absolutely are. But America, America is has a specific mandate over her as a nation to mm. carry the fire of God and release that, not just in this nation, but in other nations. And, and it's time. And it's time mm. for Americans to hear that, uh, you know, God has called America to do that. And it's why the enemy has really come so hard against the hearts of uh, faithful American believers to squash hope, to tell them that it's never going to happen again, that there's no hope, and we're not going to see that great move of God. And it's an absolute lie. It's not what God is doing. It's not what God is saying. America Mm. will see an awakening across this land. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as an American, you know, and I'm sure you guys, you don't have to be an American to see this, but there's a lot of division in our country right now, even over things that shouldn't be divisive. Uh, it just seems like every every step of the way, it just seems like the enemy has really tried to divide um, on multiple issues right now. Um, but specifically in regards to the Americans. Um, being that you guys, you guys have a unique perspective. I'm always, I'm whenever I hear someone who's not American speaking about this topic, I'm always curious because you can look on, you have, sometimes you have a better, better understanding of what's happening um, because you may be able to have more of a bird's eye view, not being Americans yourself. um, And I always try to glean from that, that input, but specifically in regards to the American church and even just the American believer, whoever they are, wherever they're at, whether they're a stay-at-home mom right now or, I don't know, maybe they're on their, their lunch break or whatever it is. Um, 
the Great Commission applies to everybody. It's not, it's not a select few who are called to that. I think we can look at that and go, oh, okay, well, that's for people who are called the full-time ministry, which is a sad excuse to not fulfill the Great Commission. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but what would you guys say to the American church, the average just American believer who's listening to this, um, wherever they're at, they don't have to be in full-time ministry. What would you say to them in regards to everything that you guys are seeing? Um, yeah, just curious. Well, first of all, you know, it's really important that people know that God is moving in America. Yeah. You know, as we said at the beginning, we, we've traveled nonstop the last five and a half years across and, and actually for 10 years prior to that. Yeah. We've been even before we moved here, we would spend a month to six weeks ministering in America every wow. year. And, um, you know, God is moving right across this nation. And it's not something that's in the media, obviously, you right. know, and it's not even something often that's on social media. <laughs> and, and, you know, one thing I hate to see is when people criticize the church on social media, you mm. know, and, and they, they speak like the church is like this. And, and all the churches like um, and often my response is man you need to get out more yeah you need to get out more because uh -huh. god is moving and yeah, there's a good. there's many amazing churches in this nation that are on fire and preaching the gospel and contending yeah. for revival yeah. and and they're hungry and they might not be famous but they're famous in heaven yeah. you know there's people that are having amazing impact on their communities mm -hmm. and 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 that's happening all across not just in one place i mean you go to new england we find that and people think new england England? Surely not. You know, but New England, New York, the same thing in California. There's amazing churches in California, yeah. Southern California that are out on the streets and out on the beaches and sharing the gospel. And, yeah. and that's truly happening right across this nation, mm. you know, and we're wow. really grateful because, you know, we, you know, America has not only in a military sense, obviously the world owes a great debt to America from, from, you know, uh, soldiers that have died and given their lives in battles and things like that but there's missionary blood yeah. and literal Absolutely. blood yeah. there's there's missionary blood from this nation that's in the ground yes. in the nations and and that seed mm. will not go yeah. um without uh without the harvest to come from from that seed and so i think right now you know god is sending actually missionaries yeah. to america and not because there's a void of ministers in america there's there's many 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 amazing yeah. men and women of god but god is calling people god is sending people yeah. to wow. this nation and so, you know, one of our biggest messages to to the Church of America, of which we are now a part of, you know, uh -huh. like we've we've literally given up our lives to come and, and be a part of, uh, you know, the church here and what God is calling this nation to, you know, but yeah. it is that God is moving in America. God loves America. And and this is her finest hour. Yeah. This is her finest mm. hour. You know, on top of that, people are getting saved in amazing numbers. People are rushing altars. You know, um, we've seen over and over again, you know, people getting saved without before altar calls are even given and and yeah. people on the streets. You know, we have a so we run these uh, these boot camps, revival harvest boot camps, and we're in the middle of one right now. We just started just a week ago. And these are small, like, um, you know, like almost like special forces. Yeah. Elite elite teams that we're training up but listen this just everyday normal people 
right? We've had people from 16 to 86 years old. No one's had dreadlocks. Nobody, nobody's like the, the typical picture of what you might think a wild evangelist is with dreadlocks uh-huh. and, and yeah. tattoos and, you know, and all this kind of uh-huh. stuff. We're talking about just regular people, mums, dads, kids, grandmothers, you know, and many people who've never shared the gospel. And yet just our three of these things, we've shared the gospel with over 5,000 people right this year in these three wow, boot camps on the streets and we're talking about small town we're in maricopa just arizona regular americans yeah. yeah just just and you know and watching people people do it who've never done it before so we started this current one last wednesday yeah. it's monday today and we've had three 45 minute outreaches and we've yeah. shared the gospel with over 450 people. Yeah. And I mean, praying with people in the supermarket. This is one-on-one. Yeah. This is not on stage or anything else we're talking about in the supermarket, in the checkout aisle, at yeah. Walmart, in 115 degree weather, right? But <laughs> hey, we still go out to the, the supermarket. And then, and then we've had, I think it's nine people just in the last three yeah. 45 minute, 45 minute little intentional times of outreach but nine tears, people hey like mm. legit creative miracles breaking out which we'll talk about in a moment i'm wow. sure and wow and tears in i know some people are doing this and seeing it but this is what we want to get across to to all of us right now that that the average person nine times out of ten people are saying yes and that was not the case years ago Nine times out of 10, I mean, yes, to please pray for me, please. I I need this. In fact, it's like in many times uh, they've been standing around waiting. There's no pushback at all. Now, that doesn't mean we don't get pushback. It doesn't mean people don't don't say, no, I'm not interested. And usually, side side, uh, note, even most of those that say, no, I'm not interested, when you push a little further in love, (laughs) actually they are. It's oh. religion they've got an issue with, not mm-hmm. Jesus. And when, when you learn how to just push a little further in love, most hearts are so desperate for something real in their life, right? Wow. But, but the point is this, wherever we are going, whether that be in the streets, in the supermarkets, in the open fields, in churches, the harvest isn't just ripe, it's desperate. Yeah. Now, that's mm. the conditions for revival. And I know we're not the only ministers saying that, but right. we're seeing it everywhere. And because this is our this is our job, we do this every single day, and we've been doing it every single day for years and years and years and years. We can look at what's going on right now and say, this is not how it's been. Hmm. America's ready. America's ready. The actual church is ready. And the reason why I'd say that is because there's a generally, generally speaking, there's a holy frustration in the church that is just saying, we need something more. And that makes people desperately hungry for something we haven't had yet. That's the ripe conditions for another move of God. Mm. And the people out there, everyone that's not yet had an encounter with God, they equally have a, a, a desperate frustration within them because they have learnt there is nowhere I can put, there's nowhere I can hold on to for security and peace. Nothing works. Our government isn't working. Our money isn't working. Our hospital systems aren't working. The things that I have hoped in are not working. Uh, COVID, if nothing else, taught people that one day you die. And so right. people, like, yeah. we can thank, that it, you know, I don't want to thank COVID for nothing, but it helped prepare the harvest. It helped the average sure. person realize I need something real. And so... The harvest is ready and the church is ready. Mm. And when those two things combine with a God who's always ready, 
we're on the cusp, the cusp of the wow. greatest move of God. Oh. So let let hope arise. I'd yeah. say to everyone who can hear us right yeah. now, we're literally mm. on the edge of something, and our encouragement is let hope rise up. And two, lean in because you don't want to be on the side of history that that missed the very move of God we've been praying for. Mm. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. You have no idea how refreshing that is because you do hear, I mean, I think on this show specifically, um, people who are regulars know like on my watch, I'm not going to let a message fall into hopelessness and despair. Um, But um, because that's not the God we serve. And, uh, but it's just so refreshing to hear, hear that. And, you know, I, I mean, I would say I'm not on the front lines, front lines, like you guys are in terms of this, but even just the other day, I, I was driving and I, uh, there was this, uh, this, uh, African-American guy sitting on the side of the road. And I, every Friday I get Japanese food. We go to the same Japanese restaurant and, um, I love Japanese food. Uh, and, um, and so I drove by and I, the Lord was like, I want you to stop. And I want you to talk to that, that man. I want you to ask if he's okay. And I was like, man, you know, like I just, I was like, no, I'm like driving. He's going to think I'm weird. And so I was driving away and it was like, I was on like this one point on the road where it was like my last turn before I wouldn't have been able to turn back. There was just too much mm-hmm. traffic at the time. And it was just like the Holy Spirit was like, turn now. And I remember as I was driving, all I could think about is I was like, I don't know what condition this man is in. All the Lord told me to, to go up to him and is ask how he was doing. Yeah. And I was like, all I could think about, it was like, what if he's suicidal right now? And, and I, in my selfishness, I'm hungry and irritable. It's at the end of my day. I'm tired. Coming with all these excuses. I was like, what if, what if that is the condition of his heart right now is he suicidal and he needs someone who knows the Lord to talk to him. And I was just like, like, like whipped around, came back and I walked up to him and it was like, it was wild because I, he didn't open up to me in terms of him being suicidal, but I said, Hey man, the Lord told me to come and ask if you're doing okay. Are you doing okay? And he was like, turns out he was from Zimbabwe. He was here from, uh, he was here uh, playing professional rugby and he just got booted from the team and had nowhere to go. And he's like, they just dropped me all of a sudden. And, and I'm just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. And so it was just like this wow. divine encounter to actually like, and he was so blown away. He was like, God cares about me. Like, cause I'm like this random guy yeah. that walks up to him. He's like, God cares about me. And he's like, yeah, I'm, really spiritual. And I just took the opportunity to like, go, man, it's more than that. Like full on preaching the gospel and, and really got to spend some time with it. But it was a real window into what you guys are talking about. Because like he was very, his heart was ready to receive something, you know? And it was just, man, like, uh, I'm sure you guys have tons of, tons of stories. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is that, you know, you are on the front lines. If you are anywhere where people are, yeah. that's the front line. Yeah, that's a good. That's you know a, what I mean. Fair like, point. The front, fair point. The front, the, the front, and here the, we are right the, now. So look at you, front right, line right. voice right yeah. now. But yeah. for everybody listening, I mean, that is yeah. the front line. You know, inside the 
inside the church. And yeah, it's, it's always amazing. And of course, we encourage it to people to invite people to church. In fact, the Lord gave us a, a, a vision, a mission to, to start a whole thing called invite, National Invite Your Neighbor to Church Day, right? Mm. And, uh, and that's coming up in October this year. But, you know, the thing is, is that wherever people are, we are on assignment there. And it's actually just about having an intentionality. So one thing we teach people, you know, is just get used to just talking to people in public. Mm. That's a great way to start. Just be intentional about yeah. talking to the person at the checkout. Ask how their day is. You know, ask if you're at Starbucks, ask just a couple of questions. Yeah. Just just get comfortable with talking to people. And then so often just a simple question is, hey, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? You know, and th that's that's honestly how most of our approaches are, uh -huh. you know, and uh, and actually what, what you said, you know, we're walking past somebody in the supermarket. And yeah. if you have an intentionality that I'm looking for people that God wants to actually minister to, that God wants to reach today, and it can simply be, hey, this is what I would primarily do if there's no other thing, is I would just say, hey, you know, when I walk past you, I just really felt like God wanted to let you know that he loves yeah. you so much. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. as I walk past, something just... You know, and you can just mm -hmm. use that language. God just wanted you to know that he yeah. loves you. And I had to stop and tell you. And usually no one's no one's ever said to me, no, he doesn't. They might say that, but I'm just saying that because pretty much every single time yeah. people say, oh, thank you so much. And then you can just say, hey, is there anything I can pray for you for? Can oh, I yeah. pray for you? You know? And so this is the thing. You know, one of our missions, one of our mandates is just making evangelism, so to speak, normal, demystifying mm. it. And it's just simply talking to people yeah. about Jesus, loving people, loving on people. It's not about necessarily standing on a street corner and preaching. That's wonderful if God calls you to do that. But it's just literally about talking to people at the supermarket, at yeah. Walmart, in the, yeah. you know, if, if somebody's... Wherever God's put you. Like, like just yesterday at the, at Fry's, our local supermarket, we were, we, we were there on an intentional outreach, but I was still going to get a coffee. <laughs> but as yeah. soon as we walked in the door... A lady walks in, you know, limping, you know? And so, of course, immediately it's like, oh, hey, are you limping? You know? <laughs> yes. I said, you know, it, what's, what's, what's wrong? You know, oh, hey, can I pray with you? Can I pray with you? Oh, okay. You know, it's just as simple as that. And now, uh -huh. we're, in a, now we're in a whole thing. And, and here's something, Jeff, just to encourage everybody, is I've discovered that when you pray for somebody, whatever you say next is legal, Right. So if they've said, yes, please, you know, you can pray for me. I say, can I put my hand on your shoulder? Sure, put my hand on. And now they're expecting religious Christian language to come out of your mouth. So he, I will preach the gospel as I pray for them. Jesus, I thank you that you love this person so uh -huh. much. You died on the cross for them so that their sins could be forgiven. And they could have life with you. And I ask right now that they know your tangible love, that experience your love tangibly. And God, I just speak healing over my friend's hip right now. Take away all the pain. But God, I really pray as you heal her knee or her hip, you know, let her know you love her so much. Thank mm. you, Jesus. Amen. Whole gospel in 20 seconds. Do you know what I uh -huh. mean? Just a very simple, they feel loved on and that's okay. And you can then carry on with your shopping, you know, 
Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you, Jeff. You are everybody's on the front line. Yeah, the, the training stuff is like back at at headquarters, back <laughs> at the back at the base, and we're equipping people, uh-huh. we're training people. Okay, now you're going out on a mission. You're going to work, but you're going on mission. As you go to school, you go to college, you're going on mission. As you go to you know whatever it is that you're called to. As you go to the library, yeah, you might be going to go get a book, but you're there on assignment from the Lord, and there's people He wants to reach there. You know. Yeah. Well, I, something that I've even noticed too is like for those that are like, yeah, but like Ben, I hear you, but I am so awkward in public. The thing that I've noticed is that you know it's like, well, what if what if I pray for somebody and it like totally sounds like like a five year old's praying? And I'm like, you know what? I have seen beyond count times where I, things didn't go the way I'd imagined. I'm like, oh man, I just was like, I felt what, what was in here, but the words just were not coming out right. But the Holy Spirit still took control of the situation. And I think that's Absolutely. an important thing. It's like, don't think so highly of yourself that you're like, you can ruin, like the, the whole point is that you stepped out and you were available for God to intervene in this person's life. And so yeah. even if your, your prayer was like the worst prayer you've ever prayed, you know, in terms of like, it wasn't eloquent and it was like, you were, you were shaky voice and all that. The Holy spirit is still the Holy spirit. And he's still going to encounter those people uh, because you said yes to that poll from the Lord. Hey, I want you to go talk to that person. I want you to go tell them that I love them. Go pray for them now, pray for their mm-hmm. knee, pray for their hip, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think too, you know, you're, you're getting us talking about obviously what we're, what we're passionate about. And, uh-huh. and sometimes it's just, clearly unlocking some untruths in people's lives. But before Mm. I'm going to unlock one in a moment, but before I even do that, I can feel God's presence here. Mm. And I just want to release that over everyone who can hear our voice right now that he loves you. And as soon as we start talking about this, there's warfare over it because we're talking about souls. So we break the warfare Mm. right now. And one of the lies that the enemy does is say, you're not worthy, you're not good enough, and you'll never Uh. be able to do this. And we start Uh. feeling shamed and condemned. Uh. So if there's any shame and condemnation, we just like be evicted in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You are loved and God adores you. And he's so excited for all that you're doing and releasing his love in your family and your world. And he's got great things for you. Mm. But, but let me, let me just evict a major lie when it comes to uh, winning souls. And, and one of them is simply this, that we are all anointed to win souls. Now the devil's had a field day convincing the church that there's only a certain few people that are ever going to be good at it. And let me just give you a a boom, boom, shake the room, compact (laughs) one. We take weeks enmeshing this and and speaking this over people's lives. But some of you catch a hold of this truth right now. The Great Commission, which talks about going, is given to believers. It's not given to those who align themselves with being evangelists. The Mm. Great Commission is given to everyone who's a believer. And Ben said something that unlocked something in me, and it will in most of you right now one day. He said, I share the gospel not because I'm an evangelist, but because I'm a believer. Mm. So one of the first truths is that if God has called us to do something, he will equip you and anoint you for it. So something really powerful is just start to decree, I am an anointed soul winner. 
Now, for some of us, when we say that, we're going to feel like uh, uh, that's not true. But we all know that we are called to decree truth over feelings. And so we decree, I am an anointed soul winner. How can I know that? Because God gave me the Great Commission. God gave you the Great Commission. He's not mean. If he's given you something, he will anoint you for something. The reason why the devil has tried to convince us you can't be an anointed soul winner is because he's scared of activating the knowledge within you that you are an anointed soul winner mm -hmm. and that even before you were born, God has provided an anointing for you that is unique to you. Amen. Mm -hmm. But even on top of that, God is activating people to be you. He's not calling you to be Todd White. He's calling you to be you, and he's anointing you to be you. So there's a very unique and real um, anointing that comes to be yourself. Do you want to jump in on some of this? But God mm. is literally breaking off some of those lies in people's lives at the moment. Yeah, come you're on. not anointed, and you can't do it. And if you think you can't do it, here's the kicker. If you think I will never be an anointed soul winner, you'll never try. Hmm. And that's why the devil has tried to convince the church only the evangelists can win souls. But let me, uh, sorry, I just, re I just remember. <laughs> He's going, man. <laughs> this is our life at the moment. We've given yeah. our life to breaking off some of these lying cows of people's lives because <laughs> actually that's what it is. They're lying cows that need to die. And by that, I just mean idols, the golden calves in the church that need to die because mm. they're holding back an entire church yeah. from recognizing that I'm not just anointed at this. I, I've got the boom, boom, shake the room fire in me for this. And sometimes it's just knowing the truth over the lie. But listen, here's a really easy way to think about it. Most of us who are probably even watching this understand the prophetic in some way. And we understand that if we want to grow in the prophetic, we go to schools, we learn, we practice it, we do it. We just, we, we grow by doing, right? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But somehow when it comes to soul winning, we've decided we don't ever practice because I'm never going to be good at it. Mm. And it's the exact same thing. And the reason why we feel clunky and silly is because we just need to do it more. We carve out an anointing by doing it, not by thinking about it, not by learning about it. All that helps, but by doing it. And another quick way of thinking about it is if I asked you all to learn Chinese, the very first time you learnt that language and started speaking it out, it's going to sound foreign in your mouth. It oh, yeah. will sound weird and uh -huh. you'll think, I, I don't even know how to put this together. This is just a mess. I sound stupid. I sound ridiculous. Soul winning is just learning another language. Mm, just like when good. we start in the prophetic, we feel a little clunky. When you start with soul winning, it's exactly the same, but we don't stay there. And that's what's so exciting. And mm. that's why the devil's tried to convince everyone, why even bother? You'll never be good at this. It's one of the biggest loads of rubbish. Isn't it? I yeah, could go the, on and on the, and on. The difference, <laughs> the difference, though, between learning Chinese. Here's the thing: is that even your your clunky stumbling is yeah. anointed, right? Because Acts one eight says this: Jesus said, "After the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power." Yeah. Right. You shall receive dunamis power 
comma, and you will be my witnesses, right? Now that yeah. dunamis power is to preach the gospel with signs and wonders and miracles following. Mm -hmm. So in uh, in Romans 1.16, when Paul then says, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation. Yeah. That word is the same word. It's, the, it's dunamis. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the dunamis of God unto salvation. And what that means is that the gospel carries its own power. It has its own power to save. Like, so yeah. the moment you open your mouth and it comes out, it, you, the person's in trouble because it has the anointing on it, right? It, even if you stumble over it, you stumble mm -hmm. over the words, it comes out of your mouth like a, a heat-seeking missile, penetrates, right? Because yeah. the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide even you know soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and that hits people and it lands, yeah. right? And so now it's like boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, like this IED of the, the explosive dunamis gospel that's landed on people and it's going to blow up in them, right? In Isaiah 55, 11, it says that my word does not return void. It mm. will achieve that for which it has been sent forth. Yeah. It doesn't say my eloquent, you know, word. It doesn't say my my well studied, my thesis. You know what I mean? My my doctoral, blah blah blah. It just says no. My word, the word of God, will not return void, right? And so it, it literally gets into people's hearts and it begins to permeate. Yeah. And one of the mistakes that we make is that we think that we've got to lead somebody from cold hard atheist all the way through to getting baptized in the fountain outside, all in the same conversation. And listen, that happens. We've yeah. seen sure. that happen and sure, we sure. do that. But but yeah. the smallest seeds, guys, here's the thing. Yeah. The smallest seeds of the gospel bear fruit. And honestly, just mm. this is why like we celebrate, we celebrate rejection. Yeah. We celebrate if people say, because if you say to someone, hey, can I pray for you? And they say no, right? And they walk away. Guess what? too late that seed already went out of my mouth it's stuck on them yeah. and as they're walking away and they're doing their grumpy shopping or whatever yeah. <laughs> what's happening is that this little seed here is going they tried to pray for me they believe in something maybe god is real maybe hmm. maybe what yeah. i actually need in the midst of all of my chaos and hurt and pain yeah. going on right now maybe i need god and maybe you know and then like a, a week later you bump into or someone else comes along and bumps into the same person you wouldn't not believe how many people we bump into and some of our team have already prayed for them yeah. or have already talked to them, right? And now it's like, you're the third person today that's tried to pray for me. And yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, God's got your number. He's doing something. And so yeah. here's the thing. We've made evangelism and we've made sharing the gospel into this ginormous giant that yeah. is, just seems unapproachable. And un But all it is is simply open up your mouth and offering to pray for somebody, telling them that God loves them, even a God bless you, right? Yeah. Even just a, hey, God bless you at the checkout. Oh, man, is God real? Is there hmm. a God who loves me? Is, is maybe my situation that I'm facing, maybe there's a real God. So that's our biggest encouragement. Just yeah. break down all of the lies, all of the garbage, and just sow seeds of the gospel. Yeah. Mm. That's so good. So, I mean, that's really kind of, there's a, there's a point in here um, uh, of just being intentional. Like, what does that look like practically and how to prioritize the great commission? That's kind of what you guys are talking about right, right here is, yeah. is, is being available. Is, is there a good starting point for people? Uh, Cause if you guys notice 
people who watch and listen to this regularly, we, we always go back to this about needing to be the great, uh, you know, fulfill the great commission to carry out what Jesus has asked us to do. Uh, and yeah. so is there a good starting point for, for people uh, if they're like, okay, okay, Ben, okay, Jody, uh, I'm nervous, but I hear what you're saying. Okay, I'm just going to go for it. Uh, is it, hey, just try and make a po- one, one point of contact with someone every single time you go out and then maybe it snowballs from there. What, what would you guys say? Well, I really want to say this. The why is way more important than the how. Mm. The why to share the gospel is way more important than the how. Mm. The Holy Spirit is really good at his job. Listen, we're not out there trying to sell some, some <laughs> I don't want to mention any specific product. This is not some pyramid scheme that we're trying to convince people to buy that mm. we need to get everything right. We don't right. because yeah. we're preaching the gospel and the Holy Spirit is really good at his job. We just have to open up our mouth and yeah. what comes out, yeah. he will get on and do his job, right? And yeah. so honestly, one of the things we do with our boot camp is that we go out on the street straight away, right? And I mean, before we've done any massive amount of teaching, oh, because it's it's not about the, it's not as much about the how. There's, there's hows that are important. One of the biggest hows is don't be a jerk, right? <laughs> That's a good one. Be a, yeah, yeah. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a weirdo, right? Now that's that also very mean, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And so so but all it simply is is don't have an argument with people. We're not trying to convince someone to join our club. It's not my club's better than your club. It's not, you know, our party's better than your party. You know, we're still going to have an argument and convince you my team's better than your team. That's not what it's about at all. We're actually wanting them to know that there is a real God who loves them and died for them and is real. And, and, and here's a massive key. Don't say no for people. So often we we think that people don't want to hear it. They don't want to know. And we say no, and so we don't approach. But listen, we have found that way, way more than not, people want it. People want Jesus. People want to hear about him. Even if their face says otherwise, even if their immediate reaction says otherwise, everybody is searching for Jesus. And sometimes yeah. they just need a little bit of just a slight scratching of the surface, you know. Mm. And so... So as far as the starting is concerned, the starting is literally go and do it. Yeah. And when I think, you I think too, look, you need a people. That's the bottom line. And you need a people that are fired up about this and fired up about Jesus and the word and the Holy Spirit and uh, just uh, revival because everything's easier with oil. You can do it dry, but you can do it with oil a whole lot easier, right? And uh, listen, hearing testimonies, and we're going to share a couple stories if that's okay. Oh, I hearing love Hearing the yeah. stories of what goes on ignites something. So being around a people where you're hearing these stories, you find your, you find your people, you find your tribe, and it ignites something. You find your heart being expanded, uh, you know, without even trying. You're suddenly just mm. weeping over the state of people because now you're he- hearing the real stories of what's going on out there. And I'm just going to say, if you can't find that people, we have an online hub where we st- we share those stories and we go out on online outreaches and, and get feedback back. Why? Because we need to hear that we're not alone. 
and it helps us. So if that's a, that's available for people, you can go to pouritout.org and find our online hub and join up. But you need a people because it helps us be encouraged and stay on fire. Like we're just two days ago, we went out and we'll just start to share some stories if that's okay. Yeah, please. This is a great example of what happens when you're around people fired up by this kind of stuff. Uh Um, Just, I was in our local supermarket. We go out intentionally and that's a big word for it. And I'll I'll tell you the story, but here's just another little tip for everyone. This becomes a lifestyle, but you also need intentionality. The two go together, right? And, And the great way of explaining that is we all know we need quiet time with the Lord. But most of us know if we don't have an intentional quiet time with the Lord, mm-hmm. most of the time that's not going to happen. It's the right. same with soul winning. If we don't have an intentional time to do that, most of the time it might happen here and there, but it's not going to happen in the same way as if we say, right, for the next 45 minutes, this is what I'm doing. I went into our supermarket and I saw um, a couple just sitting there and I felt really drawn to them. And so I just walked up and the guy in particular I just walked up and listen, this is just something I do and it helps me. I walked up and said, hey, I'm I'm with a boot camp right now and as an assignment, we have to pray for people. Would you let me pray for you? And he actually said, oh, no. And then I said, please let me pray for you. I actually need to do this as part of our school. Could I pray <laughs> yeah. for you? And he's like, yeah, okay. And then he immediately <laughs> stuck his hand out to me for me to hold his hand, which actually was like whoa like a second ago you didn't want prayer now you're putting your hand out for me to pray for you and we i just started speaking life over him that he's a leader and god fell within 60 seconds dude i can feel god's presence i actually looked at him and i said this i went i feel like there's something more going on right now than me just being on a homework assignment to pray for people do you sense that he's like yeah and I said, I feel like God's actually wanting to meet you right now. Is that fair? And he said, yes. Hmm. And I simply said something along the lines of, would you like to pray with me right now? Because I believe this is actually one of those God divine appointments. Have you heard about that? And he's like, oh, yeah. And I said, well, do you feel like God's actually trying to meet you right now? And he said, yes. And I said, would you like to pray right yes. now for God to actually live on the inside? rather than just know about him, he immediately just said, yes. His girlfriend next to him, when I asked her, said yes as well. Amazing. And so I sat there. I didn't pray anything spectacular. I prayed and blessed them. I gave them some stuff for, you know, some follow-up online. And I just said, guys, this is amazing. And I left. It was all done in three, four minutes. And it started from me saying, hey, I have to pray for people. Like I, I met a lady, I'm sure you've got some stories too, in, in the same supermarket just yesterday when we went out. And I said, would you like prayer? And she said, no, actually two people have asked me that already today. And I went, oh, they're probably with us. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, we're just from our local church and I, we're out blessing people. As I said again, is there anything I can bless you with then, seeing as I'm the third person that's asked, maybe God really wants to bless you. And I am, she actually said, oh, no, I'm fine. But I saw a house over her. I just saw a house. And I said, does a house mean anything to you? A home? 
I just saw a home over the top of your head. And she said, yeah, actually, I, I'm needing to keep my house right now. It's really stressing me. I said, well, maybe that's what we could pray for a mm. blessing for you to be able to have a miracle with your home. Long story short, I ended up being able to say to her, you know, all these people that have bumped into you today, God sees you. And he doesn't just want to give a miracle to your home. He wants to give a miracle to your home. And he wants to come inside so that it's not just like one room even. He wants to take over all the rooms of your heart. How does that sit with you? She says, mm. yeah, you're right. Again, within another minute, she's crying. I'm praying. And she's giving her life to Jesus after having said no to two other people. Guys, even the no's are received. Mm. Don't ever walk away wow. and feel like, man, I failed. No, those other two, they didn't even know that they were the setup for the third time when God knocks and she's like, yeah, God must really be after me today. Hmm. It's just there's a hunger in people that is ah, it's wrecking our hearts. Yeah, man. <laughs> and honestly, this is everywhere. This is everywhere. We keep saying the harvest is not just ripe, it's desperate. You know, and everybody's looking for Jesus, whether they look it, look like it or not. And you don't have to be smart enough. You don't have to be clever enough. It is great to have a people, great to have a tribe that you can be a part of that are, yeah. are doing the same kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it's simply loving on people, yeah. loving on people. Yeah. Wow. And so, you know, Jeff, Al, um, so, you know, revival and harvest, that's the two things that Pour It Out Ministries is called to, yeah. to have revival that people would, because in revival, Jesus gets really real. We experience his presence, right? And and the power of God brings healing and brings uh, chains getting broken off people. And Jesus, like I said, gets real. We encounter yeah. Jesus. But the point is, is that we encounter Jesus and then we get up off the carpet and we go and tell somebody else, right? Because to be a witness, Acts 1.8, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be my witnesses. And we've made witness a Christian weird term. Let's go witnessing, right? Uh -huh. like, like, what does that even mean? A witness yeah. <laughs> is somebody who's seen something, experienced something, right? And then tells people about it. This is what I saw. This is what I experienced, right? Mm. So when we go out on outreaches and we go out and just have our lifestyle, it's like, hey, five minutes ago, at just down the road here, I was I was experiencing his love. You, I was on the floor. I had this encounter with Jesus. He said this, and now I've come out to the supermarket because I want you to have that same kind of experience, right? And so, mm. Acts one eight. After the Holy Ghost comes upon you, revival, shakalaka, right? <laughs> comma. You shall be my witnesses, yeah. right? And going out and telling people about it. I also love it like this, right? Did you know that it's a commandment when Jesus said, you know, when it was asked, what is the greatest commandment? And he said, well, it's summed up like this. The first one is love the Lord your God with all your heart or your soul or your might or your strength. I want to tell you, you do that, you'll have revival. If you come to worship at church and you love the Lord with all your heart and your whole church, that's what revival looks like on fire. Mm -hmm. Boom. And then the second, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, there's no better way to love your neighbor than to tell them about Jesus, right? Yeah. So even right there, those are commandments. That's, we're actually commanded, commanded. I confuse my accent sometimes. We, we're commanded, right? Just like we're commanded not to commit adultery, mm -hmm. not to lie, not to steal. We're actually commanded to love God with everything in us mm, and then love yeah. our neighbors as ourselves, right? Yeah. Those are commandments. Yeah. So, so good, man. Do you guys have any other stories? I just love, I love hearing them.
Love hearing them. Oh, we got so many. Well, listen, I, I, I'm reminded of this story because it's such a powerful one, but, and, and I'll try and tell it quickly, but you know, I was on my way. Uh, we used to to bank at Walmart, right? So the little kiosk in Walmart. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason I want to tell you this story because on my way to go do the banking one day, the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, I want you to tell this particular teller. And guys, here's a big clue. Make friends with everybody. Make friends with the bank teller. Make friends with the waitress, the server. Make friends mm-hmm. with the people at the post office. Make friends everywhere you go. So I, he said, I want you to go and tell this person. I'm going to call him Nick. I want you to go and tell Nick today that I love him at the bank. And so I was like, okay. And so I, I had to get in line and make sure I could get to the right teller and let some people pass me. And I did my banking with Nick and I said, Nick, I said, you know, on my way here today, God spoke to me and he wanted me to come in and just tell you that he loves you so much. He loves you so much. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, oh, thanks. He says, oh, you know, I kind of have my own religion. I kind of do, you know, and I'm like, well, that's okay, you know. I want you to know God sent this crazy Australian from the other side of the world into the <laughs> bank today to come and tell you that he loves you. He loves you. And when you're at home tonight, would you just pray and, and ask God if he's real, if he'd show yourself himself to you? You know, and he said, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I'll do that. You know, and that was it. And I, and I left that day. And, uh, I, you know, I, this, this story is a little bit heavy, but I'm telling it for a purpose, mm-hmm. right? So I heard a couple of months later, we went on a ministry trip and I actually heard that Nick had actually taken his life, right? Mm. He actually had taken his life. And this was a shock to me, of course. And my first response is, well, can I go and pray for him for resurrection? Because that should be our response, right? As Christians, mm-hmm. resurrect, raise the dead. It's one of the things we're told to do, but there was no opportunity for that to happen. And I was invited to go and speak at his funeral, right? And listen, I want you to know this. God, Holy, I was praying about it, and the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, Isaiah 55, 11 says this. It says that my word does not return void. It will achieve that for which it was sent. And I sent my word into the bank today, and it achieved it. Now, I'm not giving any theology other than this. The Holy Spirit said to me specifically about this guy that he was saved, that he had called out to God, hmm. right? And God had saved him. And listen, we don't know what happens in between right. in those moments, right? right? And so I got invited to go and speak That's at his good. funeral. And as I spoke at his funeral, I was able to share, listen, this is God sent me into the bank this day, and this is what happened, right? And this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. And he said, but not only did God send me into the bank that day, he sent me here to the funeral right now, today, to tell each one of you that God loves you. He loves you so much. And if you would just say yes to him, he wants to save you. He wants to heal you. It's very simple. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I said, I want to ask you right now, do you want to give your life to Jesus? If you want to say yes to Jesus, would you raise your hand right now? And all across this funeral, hands just started going up. And this lady calls out at the back and she said, I will, I will say yes to Jesus. And it was the bank manager. It was the manager from the bank, right? And so I led them all in a prayer and all of these people got saved at the funeral Right. And listen, much more happened flowing on from that. People in the bank ended up. It was it was an amazing story. But here's the thing. It was simply what did God tell me? It was simply go and tell him that God loves him. Yeah. It wasn't go in there and have some big argument about whatever. It was just a simple religion or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And so, you know, that's the thing, guys. It's just very, very simple. God mm. loves you. I don't know if has anyone ever told you that God loves you. Has anyone ever actually told you that Jesus loves you? Yeah. He's mm. got a plan for your life, yeah. you know. And so we're not just playing games here, guys. This is real, literally life or death. You know, yeah. this is literally like you were saying yeah. about the the um, gentleman from Zimbabwe. You know, it's like, well, maybe he's suicidal. Maybe you just never know. God is sending right. you on assignment. The front lines are right outside your door. The front lines yeah. are at the supermarket. They're at Starbucks. They're wherever they are. That's the front line. That's the front line right there. And you've been sent there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like there's a there's a well-known uh, testimony from a Aussie guy, actually, who he he was an atheist or something. And he went like, there was like an, an issue where he ended up getting stranded in the middle of the ocean and then, uh, got stung by jellyfish and, and died. Yeah. And actually like Jesus appeared to him and was like, your mom prayed for you. Yeah. Your mom constantly prayed McCormick. for you. Yeah. 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 And so sorry. like he, Jesus appeared to him and gave him a choice because of his praying mom. And that right. really he chose to come back and, you know, he's like, that's his big thing now. It's like, you know, I guess he's an evangelist now or something, but um, that really shifted my perspective. Cause I had often said that Ben, I was like, man, like we really, I know God's heart. And, and, and it's like God, John three sixteen, one of the most famous verses ever for God. So loved the world gave his only begotten son so that all who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's God's desire that people be saved. And it's not this whole, like, you know, um, um, you know, it's, it's not like a, what am I trying to say? It's, it's not like a, a watered down gospel, but like, that's God's heart. So Ben, you stepping out and saying it did not yield the fruit in that moment of like, Oh, okay. And then, and then all of a sudden he cries and God meets him yeah. and then he gives his life to the Lord right there. But yeah. you know, like you were saying, I, Isaiah 55, 11, that God's word will fulfill the purpose for which he sent yeah. it. And yeah. God, you said that God gave you the words to say, you spoke those words to this man. Um, and obviously you, you, you saw the fruit of that, even within his funeral, uh, man, it's just mm. amazing. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Just like, cause we get so focused on like, oh, I didn't in, in this moment, I did not see the fruit that I had pre-imagined in my head of the way it was going to go. And that's honestly something that I've talked about on the show too, is like, also like if God gives me something, it is much better for me to like react in the moment. Cause I have a wild imagination. Um, I'm a very creative person, but also if I wait too long to give some a word, I, I actually unintentionally create a script or I imagine certain scenarios of how it could go. And it's better to just do it in the moment rather yeah. than like sit there and like, sit on something for a long time too so <laughs> jody gave everybody and she said it like she gave everyone this phrase at our boot camp this week yeah. you know it's like that we're clunky love bombs right <laughs> you know and it's okay to just be a clunky love yeah. bomb it right meaning is. that you can kind of clunky stumble over bomb. it and not have to have the right words and the right setup yeah. and everything else and just literally stumble over it and god can use it you yeah. know god can god well, can use made- We've made perfectionism an idol in the church, mm-hmm. and God just wants to use us. When yeah. we are authentically ourselves, God anoints us. The most anointed wow. version of you is the on-fire, authentic version of you. Now, I'm not saying we don't go on a character journey, because we do, so 
let's not take what I'm not saying right. Character is important. But being who God made us is how we enter into our most, the most anointing on our life. Not trying to be perfect, not trying to be religious, not trying to get the words right, not trying to be like someone else. Being you, that's yeah. how we carry yeah. a, a, a fiery anointing. Mm-hmm. And we have to remind ourselves, you know, we're real big on this. We have made, uh, we have, look, we've made stuff so complicated. And we get so distracted by things that, sure, they're interesting, but they're not actually the main thing. Hmm. And we're in a, the season shifted, and I think everyone on here can sense that. The season shifted. It's revival harvest season. Hmm. So our main focus must be that. So, Lord, wreck my heart for what's yeah. on your heart in this season, which means that there's some stuff that's good but it's just not what the main focus is yeah. right now. Mm. And then we've made, you know, religion, that religious spirit has just made it so complicated. Guys, God loves you, God wants to grow you, and God wants to use you. Yeah. God loves souls, and if you open your mouth, he's going to use you because he <laughs> loves them even more than you do. And if we can just grab a hold of that, we're going to start to see so many more things break out around us. And here's a, here's a wonderful key. The quickest way to personal revival is to share God's love with someone else because the buzz that you get when someone's eyes light up or when they start weeping in the supermarket Mm -hmm. or when you see someone that two minutes earlier wanted nothing to do with God and now they're hugging you, like literally hugging you and saying, I've never felt peace like this. You can't walk away from moments like that and not be uh, wrecked. I met a I met a girl. I share this all the time because it's one of these stories that wrecked my heart. She came to a, a a muddy field in Kentucky, and she saw a little flyer in her words, just a little flyer in a cafe mm-hmm. that said something like, "Do you need hope? Uh, do you do you want to live? Do you not want to live? Come here." That's essentially all it said. She picked up this little flyer. She lived six hours away, but in her words. Some, she got in a car, something took over her arms, and she drove six hours to this muddy field in Kentucky. Wow. She walks up to me. Let me just cut it short. She walks up to me and she says, I'm cutting it short, but essentially she said, um, she told me that she found this flyer that something had taken over her arms, and she said, my fiancé killed himself last week. Again, I'm sorry for the realness, but this is what's yeah, really going on. Yeah, no, this on. is real. And uh, she said, my fiancé killed himself last week. I've been seeing these dark things in my house. I'm scared. Is there really hope for me? I can never share this story without weeping because mm. it was one of those ones that just, it marked me, right? She goes, yeah. is there hope for me? And I'm like, yeah, there's hope for you. And he's a person and he's Jesus. And, and within a couple of moments, I just shared the basics with her. And within literally no more than two minutes, she was delivered. Now she was weeping because she had hope. Instead Man. of standing back, now she's clinging on to me. I often say because I'm an Aussie, clinging on to me like a koala bear. And she's literally weeping saying, I've never felt peace like this. I've never felt oh, peace man. like this. And I'm like, this is Jesus. And God took over her arms for her to drive six hours to hear that Jesus loves her. And all across America, we're meeting thousands of people like this right now. I didn't have any special words. I just knew that Jesus brought her. And I want all our hearts to be wrecked to know that we don't need special words. 
We just need to have our heart wrecked by Jesus, mm. that he loves people and he loves you. And and I don't want anyone to hear like a big stick. Jesus, for too long, evangelism has been used as a stick to tell off the church. And it's not. It's not about the right words. Mm. It's about the right heart. Wow. If God can wreck our hearts by even some, like I know we've been going for nearly an hour, and already I guarantee those who've been listening, your heart's still. Imagine yeah, I feel it. People all yeah. The time, you'll be wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would love for you uh, on that note. I would love, love for you guys to pray for the listeners. I just, I, I feel this like, man, there's some stuff that like on certain people's hearts, I feel it like just kind of like, like God really wants to, there's stuff that you just is going to like break off of people, man. Like there's heavy hearts right now. There's some people with very heavy hearts. Um, and they just need to know that they're loved. Yeah. So I would love for you guys to pray. Yeah. Well, Jesus, firstly, yes. that we just lift your name above mm. every name yeah. right now. We exalt you. God, we pray for everybody listening. Well, we want to break off every assignment of the enemy, all the darkness, all of the yeah. slime, all of the, yes. the stuff just of our lives. Lord, yes. we just break that off in Jesus' name. Yeah. We just uh, want to bind every spirit of fear and condemnation right now. You have no place everywhere where anyone's voice has just been um, uh, just tied up in even the even the tightness right now, we just break it off. We cancel it in Jesus' name. We just release your presence, yeah. your very real, tangible presence over every person listening right now. God, let your glory come in a real way. Heavy, yeah. weighty presence come right now. Yeah. Right Jesus. now, Jesus. Thank yeah, you, Lord. Lord. Where any of us just resonated with when I said, oh, we've made it so complicated. God, would you just forgive us for making things complicated when it's simple? Lord, would you come meet us, everyone who can hear my voice, just meet us again. Lord, we need you. First of all, we just need to remember that you're real and that you love us. Lord, would you come fill us afresh today and create in us a clean heart and help us see your smile and know that you love us and that you're well pleased with us. And any other voice of shame, we tell it to yes. go right now yeah, in the name Jesus. of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. You are loved and mm. you are accepted by the living King. And we decree that over you, you right Lord. now. And Lord, we say, help make it simple for us. Help make it fresh for us that you love us and you love people. God, would you wreck our hearts again? Would you let the fire come again? again father and mm. remind us again that this is not um it's not a club it's a relationship with you god would you put our hearts we put our hearts on the altar today yeah and we just say come meet us again god come meet us again i feel like there's people on here today that while we've been Thank speaking you, uh, uh firstly some of you are like you know I feel like I either have to say yes to jesus for the first time or you feel like you need to say yes again and if that's you, you can just put a yes, Jesus, in the comments and, uh -huh. and someone here on this broadcast can be in, be in touch with you. But I, I just believe there's some of you who are like, I need to say yes again. There's at least one person right now is saying, you know what? I've never really said yes. I need to say yes to Jesus. Be in charge of my life. Come into my heart. Mm. Be Lord of my life. Not just someone I know about, but someone who lives on the inside of my life. I say yes, Jesus. Mm. Yes, Jesus. Yeah. Forgive us from our sins. We receive your forgiveness. We receive your Holy Spirit. And we say yes. And I believe there's, uh, and, and if that's you, just put yes, Jesus, so we can, we can celebrate with you. 
I believe there's a commissioning here today. God is commissioning his fiery harvesters, his fiery harvesters. Christian, that is prophetic. I bless your yes, Jesus, and we bless the many that are come going to come from your life on and Facebook, the others yeah. that are going to come. We just saw a, a Christian on Facebook say, yes, Jesus. Well, we bless yeah, you, no. uh, Christian, and That's someone's, his yeah, yeah mm-hmm. his name is Christian. We we just bless <laughs> that, and we bless your journey in the Lord from now on. That mm, these are gonna, yeah. This is the best season of your life, and many of you on here need to hear this as well. This is the best season of your life. Yeah, Forget come on. Forget the doom and gloom words that have made you feel fearful and entrapped and paralyzed. We break them right now. This is the greatest season that as believers we have ever stepped into. Let hope arise. We release a fiery hope in hearts right now that Mm -hmm. this is the greatest days and the greatest seasons. And God has hope for you, hope for this nation Mm -hmm. or whatever nation you're watching from. And he's got hope for your family. He's running after them even now. But listen, there is a commissioning here for those who are saying, I know God's going to ignite a fresh passion in me for revival and harvest. And if that's you, you can just say, yes, that's me. And mm. we're just going to release that commissioning. Is is that all right, Jeff? I oh, just, absolutely. I, I yes. sense the fire on this. Uh-huh. God wants to commission people yeah. right now. Yeah. And as we release this, you're going to, some of you are literally going to feel fire on you. It's a fresh commissioning. It's a fresh call. It's a new wave. We break off the gunk right now. Oh, and yeah. we just release that commissioning. Did you want to release that over people? Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you, Also, Jesus. we just break the lie of intimidation. God, I thank your word says that yeah. you have not given us a spirit of fear yeah. or to Humidity, God, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And so, God, we just want to speak a commissioning and a fresh boldness today over every person. When God said, when Jesus said this, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He simply meant go and tell everybody about Jesus. Go and tell everyone that I love them. And so we just release a fresh, that commissioning over you today. And God, I thank you that the righteous are as bold as a lion. That it's not the evangelist that's bold. It's not the extrovert that's bold. It's not the people with the big personality or the teaching or the the degrees that are bold. No, the righteous are as bold as a lion. So we break the lie of intimidation. We break the lie of timidity right now. And we release a fresh boldness over you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let that revival fire come on each of you in a fresh and powerful way today. And as as Jody said at the beginning, we want to decree it over you. You are an anointed soul winner. If yeah. the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you have received power to preach the gospel. And so we just speak that fresh and filling, a yeah. fresh mm. anointing, fresh oil today, Lord, over every yeah. single person. And there's fire. Mm. There's fire mm. coming right now. Listen, this is called yeah. Elijah fire. We release uh-huh. that fire right yes. now. There is literal fire being poured out that's burning up everything that is not from the Lord and releasing a fresh anointing. A fresh anointing right now. We just decree that fire coming upon you. Just receive it. Some of you are literally feeling a burning coming upon you. God is marking you as burning ones. And we uh, we decree that there is a new season that you're stepping into of personal burning. Hmm. Personal burning. The burning of the Lord is coming upon you. Yes. And he's marking you right now with a fresh fire and a fresh knowing that you are loved, you are called, you are anointed, and you are appointed. We just speak that fire over you right now wow Mm. thank you jesus Mm -hmm. wow 
<laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Lord. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Wow. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, God. Listen, God's also releasing healing right now. Yeah, there are some of you that have, uh, I just see that fire burning up, uh, just illness and, and inflammation. It's just burning it up right now. And we tell that uh, just infirmity to go. In yes. Jesus' name, and some of you are literally are just going to feel something leave right now. Everything that is not from Jesus, we just tell it to go, and we decree healing oil, healing oil, and a fresh sense of uh, uh, strength and energy. There's been a mm-hmm. spirit of weariness and a and an unusual. It's it's not a natural tiredness. It's a spirit of slumber. I just tell yeah. it to go right now in the name of Jesus, and we decree awakening right yes. now, awakening. I tell that spirit of slumber to get off God's people, and we just speak fresh hope and awakening in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Wow. Well, guys, I encourage you. Here's the thing, right? Our inspiration must become perspiration. It's not good enough just to kind of hear a podcast or broadcast like this and go, that was awesome. And then not do anything about it. I want to encourage you and challenge you and commission you to literally get up off the couch (laughs) or wherever, maybe Mm. go right now to the supermarket, go right now to Starbucks, go right now to whatever. And just or a family member around the corner, send a text, do, do something and just go to the produce section and find somebody and just say, Hey, if it's God bless you, God bless you. If it's, yeah. hey, can I pray for you? And you don't have to find the toughest, meanest looking person. Just find, like, who's God highlighting to me right now? Who's someone yeah. that I can pray for right now? And just do something. Just do yeah. something. Mm. Encourage you. Yeah. That's good. There's just so much joy, guys. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I just feel like feel like I could jump like 100 oh, feet in the air, man. God, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. This was so good. Wow, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Jeff. It's an Jeff. honor to be with you. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate your time. Absolutely. So how can people follow you guys? You guys mentioned boot camps. How often do you do those? Like, give people the details. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we we do them regularly, um, but we just encourage you. Our website, pouritout.org. We also have an app, which has a lot of this kind of stuff. But yeah. we one of the biggest things we're encouraging people, as Jody mentioned, join our online hub. And you can find that just on our website at pouritout.org. Yeah. And uh, we'd love, we're of course on all the socials, but if you go to our website, it's all there. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you guys so much. Uh, just, I, I was blessed. I know everybody else was blessed. I've been very, you know, I'm, I, I'm very transparent with, you know, being in the hot seat on this show, I don't pretend to be an expert in things or like I've arrived at some place with like, if I struggle in an area, like with, you know, you know, winning souls or whatever it is, I'm honest about that. Um, you know, and I think that that's, I'm in this journey with everybody else and I'm feel even more encouraged to, to reach out and, and to, to bless people. This is something that God is a topic. God has continued, continued to revisit with me. Um, so I just want to seriously thank you guys so much. This is great. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. really. Thank you. God's yeah. So kind, We're blessed. Okay. Yeah. Blessings yeah. to you all. Yeah. I mean, we see a Amen. whole bunch of people. Yeah. Eve, Susan, yeah, so many. God, I, Tall, <laughs> Justice Calls. Yeah. We just, we just speak God's best over you. Yeah. Mm. 
Amen. Amen. So everybody, that is our show. Uh, have a blessed Monday. This is a great way to start the week. So you can rewatch it. You can send it to others that you know need encouragement. Um, you can you can get it with buddies and be like, hey, let's do this together. Let's go out. Um, all kinds of stuff. So tune in tomorrow, you guys, at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We've got Troy Black um, back on. Also, ElijahStreams.com slash donate is how you donate. All proceeds go to keeping this free. Uh, but then also you get the double whammy. You get on the amazing water well efforts that we're doing in, in Uganda and Ethiopia and Nepal and beyond it's because of your guys' generosity. So God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Troy Black. Love you. Bye. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 